and it is 10.30 on the dot. Welcome, everybody. And uh, to start us off in a wonderful and uh, appropriate vein, here is Lauren DeVries. And I think she's doing Here Comes the Sun right off the bat. Thanks, Lauren. <laughs> Thank you, Lauren. That was terrific. Thank you so much. And I don't know if you can see, but the sun is definitely here. Um, I'm not sure where everybody else is zooming in from, but here in South Surrey, tons of snow and tons of sunshine. So I'll take that today for sure. And welcome, welcome, everybody. And thank you for joining us today. I'm just going to go ahead and assume that you can all hear and see me. So thank you for joining us today. My name is Angela Clark. 
and as a representative of CSL White Rock, I recognize that I am a settler on this land. I am grateful and honored to live and operate on the traditional ancestral and unceded territory of the Coast Salish peoples and that other members of this gathering are working and living in traditional land of many other indigenous people. As CSL White Rock is committed to the vision of a loving and vibrant world that works for all, we are committed to uplifting indigenous voices, respecting traditional lands, and working with communities towards reconciliation. I thank the first people who continue to live and care for Mother Earth and all that is above and that is below. At CSL White Rock, we are an inclusive spiritual community and learning center. We honor many paths to the one. Our teaching is based on four cornerstone beliefs. One, there is one life. It is the source of all things, all life and all things. Two, we are spirit having a human experience. Three, nothing outside of us needs to change to be happy. And four, we are all here to walk each other. And we're so excited to have our speaker today, Derek Hinchcliffe. Derek is a storyteller. After spending 40 years as a television journalist in the Okanagan, last summer, he and his partner, Amanda Pope, moved to Vancouver Island to start the Center for Spiritual Living Nanaimo. That can't have been an easy undertaking. Derek loves helping people. And when he's not serving his community as a practitioner, he can be found at the H&R Block Office assisting people with their taxes. We're lucky to get you right now before tax season really kicks in, right, Derek? Thank you so much. Uh, and which sometimes also involves prayer work. That is very an interesting take on tax time. I love it. But we are so excited to have Derek here today. I'll stop talking so you can start. Thank you, Angela. And, and hello, everybody. I'm so excited to be speaking to you at CSL White Rock. You have a, a special place in my heart, and not just because my favorite mother-in-law is the president of your board, but I, I found CSL, uh, the teaching in Kelowna, and, and CSL White Rock was the first place I went uh, outside of Kelowna. And uh, I think uh, Terry Shea was speaking, and, and I just loved listening to him. And uh, Cassandra Ray, I took a course with her. She was just fabulous. And of course, your spiritual director, Tamara, we started uh, ministerial training together. And although she's about to graduate, I'm still uh, in the process, but just, just loving it. Uh, I also want to say, Lauren, you do have a beautiful voice. So if that psychology thing doesn't work out, you've, you've got a backup, I think. Um, I, I am a storyteller. Uh, that's what Amanda asked me to put in the blog. And what I want to explain is that I am a storyteller, but I have spent 40 years in, in television. So I'm used to writing stories in two minutes or less. <laughs> and it's a little more difficult for me to go 20 minutes or so. But um, I think that it'll be all right if we all get three or four minutes of our Sunday back. I don't think that that is worth having me try and pad my talk with something that isn't that important on such a beautiful day. And really, I do trust that what needs to be said is said, and what needs to be heard is heard, and whatever needs to be felt is felt, and all of this happens in the exact amount of time that is required. So the subject is uh, living curiously out loud. And um, your speakers over this month have, have talked about curiosity being a superpower. 
And, and I think it is one of the most important things that we have. So I'm going to start with telling you about, um, I was in a hotel room in Halifax last year. My daughter was going to university out there. So I have visited Halifax a lot. And I've stayed at that hotel many times. But this time I was on a higher floor. I think it was on the 15th or the 20th. And it had a beautiful view right out to the ocean. And I spent a lot of my time standing at that window, staring out. But I wasn't looking at the view of the ocean. I was looking <laughs> at this big construction project below me. And I could see all the trucks moving around and all the big equipment. And that, that is me and my curiosity. Amanda said that I should have a four-year-old friend. That's the mentality that I have when it comes to exploring life and, and um just exploring my curiosity. And I don't think I'm alone. Uh, Raymond Charles Barker said, the infinite never rests on its laurels. It never stops creating for a moment. And here I think is the important part. It expects us to do the same. It expects us to be fully alive, using our curiosity to feed new ideas into our consciousness. Now, our founder, Ernest Holmes, I've heard many times, was a very curious child. And if he had not allowed his curiosity to, to lead him, we wouldn't be here right now. <laughs> you know, he wouldn't have been exploring all the different world religions, and he wouldn't have, have started this movement called CSL. And then I think about the Wright brothers. <laughs> I was, I think, 120 years ago exactly that they started the first flight. And 120 years later, where are we? We're flying to the moon. We're flying to Mars. We have this telescope out in space that can see to the edge of the universe. And all of that because they were curious. They were curious about if birds can fly, then why can't we? And Orville Wright says, we were lucky enough to grow up in an environment where the world was pretty much encouraging children to pursue intellectual interests and to investigate whatever aroused their curiosity. I believe that if, if we weren't curious and if spirit hadn't um, given us that sense of curiosity, we would probably still be living in caves. If, if that caveman hadn't wonder what's over that hill what's across that river you know we, we just wouldn't have made it very far so i really look at it as a gift curiosity led us to discover electricity you notice they don't say invented electricity because electricity always existed but we we discovered it through our curiosity And I sometimes think about, you know, when you're watching a horror movie and, and, and the, the young people are about to enter a house that you know is full of zombies and you're yelling at the screen, no, no, don't go in there. I, I picture um, the pharaohs building the, the, um, the pyramids in Egypt. And of course, they had slaves, thousands of slaves pulling these big rocks up. And, and I envision spirit. Like we yell at the screen, just sort of standing there going, no, no, 
you have electricity. The Nile is right there. You don't need all those slaves. Now, I know I'm personifying spirit, and I just want to remind you that this is coming from the man whose wife thinks he needs a four-year-old friend. And uh, Lauren, you might be able to do a whole thesis on, on the way I'm thinking about this. So we're, we're living curiously out loud. I think out loud is, is a really important element of that. Because the out loud to me is, is not playing small. I remember uh, I was very young. It was in the mid-60s. And I was invited to a birthday party after school. And I was really excited about it. And then I got this tummy ache. And then I, I said, no, I can't go to that birthday party. I have to go home. And because I missed that birthday party where they were going to a movie, I didn't understand the next week why my friends were jumping off their carport roofs with umbrellas. Because the movie was Mary Poppins. And I didn't get to see it when they got to see it. And I know that that might sound a little silly. But, but I just think like 60 years later, almost 60 years later, it still is right there below the surface that I played small on that day. And, and it was a big thing. Like just last week, um, I don't watch The Masked Singer. I don't know if any of you do, but I saw a little video clip that The Masked Singer that week was Dick Van Dyke, 98 years old, and he sang supercalifragilisticexpialidocious. So obviously that was a big cultural moment that Mary Poppins movie when it first came out. So maybe more relevant to you would be playing small by not speaking up in class. I know I do this way too often that, that uh, I'm asked something or, or I'm asked to contribute and I kind of hang back because, oh my gosh, what if I didn't understand the question? What if I start talking about the wrong topic? Won't I look stupid? And then somebody else speaks up and they're saying pretty much the exact same thing I would have. And I'm, I'm sitting there playing small and, and sitting in my shadow. Marianne Williamson, of course, has that, that famous, famous um, quote about playing small and, and allowing our light to shine. Because when we allow our light to shine, we allow the light to shine for everyone around us. We allow them to do what? To, to, to let their light also shine. This is about playing small too. Um, Petra Wellness, she's the uh, spiritual director down in um, Dallas, Texas. And a couple of years ago, she wrote this thing that, that I've always, always loved. It's called, uh, Don't Forget to Ask. And she describes it as missed opportunities. And I, I think it also resonates with playing small. And she says, imagine that upon leaving this world, you were brought to a divine storehouse whose halls are lined with endless doors decorated with nameplates. You come to the one that has your name emblazoned across it as if you were a rock star. And although your host encourages you not to look inside, you insist. So the door is unlocked and you are greeted by ceiling high shelves of unopened, dust-covered boxes. 
Excitedly, you tear the lid off one that was dated from just last week, and you discover it's a blessing that you never claimed. And from the previous year is that huge break at work that you never asked for. From your youth is the blessing of the ideal person just waiting to share the gifts that she has to offer to your life, but you never asked her out. From childhood is, is the dream you never dared to dream because it, it seemed too big and held too much potential for disappointment. And here they sit, unopened box after box from your lifetime, filled with blessings you never prayed for, for fear that they would be too good to be true. And all this abundance belongs to you but was never delivered because you failed to ask. You played small. You didn't allow your curiosity to lead you to that, that, that reward that was just waiting for you. So I'm encouraging you to answer that call. I love what you said last week, Tamara, that you said no one else can ignite life the way you can. No one else can ignite life the way you can because I believe we are all life, capital L life, experiencing itself as only we can show it. So why rob life? Why rob the world? And why would I rob myself of the opportunities these gifts offer? Because I just want to play small. So a show of hands, how many people believe me when I say that you are a deliberate and purposeful manifestation of spirit. Do you believe me when I say that? Yes. Now, how many of you believe that after you were created, spirit said, okay, sit down in that corner and shut up? Of course not. Of course not. We are put here to live life out loud, live life curiously out loud, and allow spirit to expand itself through us expanding our own experience. So I'd like to just uh, take us on a bit of a closed eye experiential trip. If you wouldn't mind just closing your eyes for a moment. And, and just picture a time when you played small. When you missed an opportunity that that was right there, ripe fruit hanging for you to pick. And think about what may have been different if you had lived curiously out loud and you had taken that opportunity. Maybe your life would be substantially different. Maybe it would just be a little bit different, but life would be different. And now I want you to just see if you can dig down a little deeper and, and try and find what was it that kept you from taking that experience, from playing small. Maybe it was fear. I know that plays a large role in my life. 
And I encourage you to go down to that, that place deep inside of you where fear doesn't exist because you are perfect, whole, and complete, and there is nothing that can hurt you. And imagine if you lived your life entirely from this part of you. Wouldn't that be a beautiful way to allow life to experience itself? From you always, always living out loud. So I just want to read this, this quote from the, um, from the setup for this weekend. It says, recognize and know yourself as an expression of the divine and live life to its fullest. Do not hold back in fear. Dive in with curiosity and allow the joy of God to be expressed as you. There is only one of you, this one magnificent shining light. Do not hide it under a bushel. Do not dampen it by thoughts of not being enough. Shine brightly, shine brilliantly as you live life out loud. And if you'll allow me, just keep your eyes closed if you're comfortable. I'd like to take us into prayer. Knowing with full confidence, there is spirit and there is absolutely nothing else. Spirit is everything, everywhere, always. Spirit is this always on energy of love. And it is at the very center of my core. And I believe, and I speak for everybody on the Zoom call, that it is at the very center of all of our cores. And I know that spirit is conspiring for our highest and greatest good. And that spirit gave us this sense of curiosity because it knows how much our curiosity benefits the world, benefits ourselves, and ultimately benefits spirit. I know that we no longer allow fear or any other sense of separation keep us from being our true selves, our true, authentic, living life out loud selves. I know that we, we reach for and we embrace every experience that spirit puts within our reach. And I know that we, I know that we are fulfilled with this, this new energy. We are fulfilled with this, this curiosity, this, this way of, of ex experimenting and expanding ourselves. I, I am so grateful to know that this is the truth for everybody here. 
that this is the way we are meant to live our lives. And this is the way we are living our lives. I am so grateful to know that these words are already so. And I release them to the action of law, knowing with full confidence they are already so. I let go. I let the divine. And I affirm it by saying, and so it is. Now, I warned you I might come up a little short, and I'm sorry that's even shorter than I expected. But I'm going to take one more minute and just show you that when I started my journey probably about 30 years ago, I bought myself, oh, you can't see it, this card. And I, and I keep it on my shelf by my desk all the time. And it's a little boy riding on the back of a sea turtle. And on the inside, it says, when I grow up, I want to be a little boy. And I look at it, and it just reminds me that I'm living the life that I, that I dreamed of 30 years ago. Love it, Derek. I, that, yeah, absolutely. And and I miss those days of my. Uh, I don't think Amanda's wrong. I think we should all have a four-year-old friend. <laughs> I miss the days when my daughter was four, and her unbridled curiosity for everything around her. You know, when she was two, it started with what's that? What's that? What's that? What's that? <laughs> I mean, it was a million questions, and it was just, it was. It, Amazing. Yeah. And, that, and I think that's what we have to do. And again, that whole idea of not staying in your lane, who says we have to stay in our lane? That was, that's how I was raised. That yeah. was North of England thinking you didn't rise above your station. Yeah. Very, very British. Um, you know, and that's why the class system still exists there because people did not rise above their station. And, and again, thank goodness in Canada, we don't seem to have that, but, but yeah, I think I think we could be a lot bolder, couldn't we? All of yeah. us. Yeah. So we do have some questions. I'm just going to try and find the chat here. Bear with me for a second. Um, yeah, Alan says, um, thank you, Derek, for reminding us to stay curious, which mm -hmm. else helps us express spirit, doesn't it indeed? And Jill, thank you, Derek. Open, vulnerable, thoughtful talk and wonderful reminder to live big. Thank you. And Nancy, uh, Nancy asks, Derek, what spiritual practice do you find helps you play big, the bigger game in life or show up living out loud? I, I lay in bed most mornings and, and I just ask myself, not what am I going to do today? Because that's, that's the natural thing I go to. Oh, what have I got to do today? I've got to go do taxes. I've got to do this. I've got to do that. But then I say, no, no. What am I going to be today? Who am I going to be today? How am I going to show up the way spirit intended me to? How am I going to allow my four-year-old curiosity um, lead me into the world and, and help help? Um, shine my light so others will also shine theirs so that so that they can also explore and embrace their curiosity. So that's the best thing I can say is it's just just asking yourself who you're going to be today, not what you're going to do, because actually that what I think I'm going to do today often <laughs> changes. Um, 
but who am I going to be today? And 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 keep that in the in the forefront of my mind throughout the day. This is who I'm meant to be. This is what I am meant to be doing. Well, thank you, Derek, and thank you, Amanda, for joining us today. What a great uh, opportunity for us to to learn more. And again, if I'm on the island and you're having a class or you're having service, I'm definitely going to pop on by. Your website's up and running, I take it, and everything's good. Everything's going. That's yes. great. Yes. Thank you. And Missy says thank you for sure. So back to a little bit of business, everybody. Um, way to change the direction of the service. Um, just so you know, and I'm sure you, most of you do, CSL White Rock is funded solely through your donations. And this means that your monetary gift is deeply valued. Boy, oh boy, is it ever. Every dollar received helps provide the inspiring messages, spiritual lessons, music, and personal support offered by our spiritual director and practitioners. And music is so important to us, and it's important that we are able to provide uh, a small honorarium to each of our musicians every time they perform every Sunday for us. And we can't do it without you. So your donations make our work possible. What we freely give to life returns to us multiplied abundantly. And thank you for your generosity. Now you may wish to put join me in putting your hand to your heart and affirming with me, divine love within blesses and multiplies all that I have, all that I give, and all that I receive. And so it is. So Tamara is going to put the information into the chat on how you can donate. You can donate through our webpage. And while you're on our webpage, don't forget to become a member because we do want to give you the opportunity to vote at our AGM coming up. And you can also pay by mail. We still do that old-fashioned way. And you can also pay by e-transfer. So please go online, take a look at uh, the different ways that you can participate. And again, there are privileges to membership, and that is... You can say you're a member of CSL White Rock. 